This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. One of the weirdest tweets I saw before the game, before Sunday Night Football, was that now that the offensive line was good, someone was like, yeah, the offensive line, we don't have to get mad at them anymore. We need someone else to be mad at. We need to just be annoyed. We need to trash someone. And they picked Bradley Chubb. And that it kind of made like one, you don't really need to trash players. You don't need to make up excuses for reasons to hate on people, but it kind of made sense. We are waiting for that signature Bradley Chubb performance. And on Sunday night, Josh, the stars kind of aligned. Jalen Phillips was out of action. And all of a sudden, man, here comes the astronaut with the, probably his best performance since. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I don't want to be the say that I sat there and discredited him, but I was sitting there, saw Roquan Smith highlight and kind of said, yeah, yeah, and I saw, you know, why, but Bradley Chubb went out there and shut us all up. I mean, I was showing, I was doing that earlier. I don't know if you could hear it. I don't know if it was an acceptable egg on my face, but I was like, like, that's my egg on the face sound. So I don't know if it sounds like a squid landing on my face, Mario Kart style, but yeah, man, he went out there seven total tackles. He had a sack, he had a forced fumble. He was making big plays when we needed it. And again, you mentioned Jalen Phillips being out. You need a Bradley Chubb to step up and show why he's getting paid that, why the Dolphins gave up those draft picks for him. And I don't want to say that it all is forgiven, but you could see why he is that talented player that was drafted so high, you know, when he came out, was, uh, you know, traded away for a first-round pick. So hopefully this is just a building step. But what do you do with Andrew Van Ginkle at this point? I mean, I know this is the Bradley Chubb. We want to talk about him. But, dude, Andrew Van Ginkle looked like a menace out there. And he was just learning to play inside linebacker. You thought maybe he'd play a little bit more there. But – 
coming off the edge. I mean, he looked so damn good, and it's just crazy that they're giving Agba all that money, and you see Andrew Van Ginkle stepping up in these moments. So um, I, I don't know where we're going here, Jake, but Bradley Chubb finally was the astronaut that we paid him to be. Just want to see more of it, more inconsistent, more consistency. There's so much to digest about this defensive front, especially in a game like this. The Patriots with, were without their two tackles. Uh, Mac Jones, I think he was actually releasing the ball, entering the game 2.2 seconds, 2.4 seconds in week one, um, which was fifth fastest in the league. And I think he was even quicker on Sunday night football because that pass rush was coming. You mentioned Andrew Van Ginkle, three hits. Bradley Chubb, two hits. David Long Jr., another two hits. So to take this one step at a time, um, We'll start with Andrew Van Ginkle. One, I'm so happy, man, that someone with the last name Van Ginkle is someone we can be hyped up about with. That's just like such a great name to hear someone yelling as they're sacking a quarterback. Um, and it's also a little bit of a, a payback because I think there was a time, 2016, 17, I could be wrong, where Chase Winovich had a couple good years for the Patriots and everyone was kind of jealous that they had the, the long blonde hair flowing out of a helmet. All of a sudden, the Dolphins are like Thanos when it comes to guys with long blonde hair. Like, we got to get them all. But his ability to rush off the edge stuck out, man. It was so impressive. And the one thing about this defense that I thought was interesting is there was a lot of five-man fronts with Jalen Phillips. We didn't necessarily see that as much with Jalen Phillips being out. You could kind of have Van Ginkle step back a couple extra feet. But I don't think anybody expected him just to be this consistent of a pressure monster. Sounds really lame. But just someone who can just really make you uncomfortable nonstop and – uh that was a nice sign to bring him back, especially uh, what, what are your thoughts on the fact that Andrew Van Ginkle, he played in a completely different scheme last year and he was okay. He was a solid pass rushing specialist with uh, under Josh Boyer's scheme. You bring in someone like Malik Reed, the Vic Vangio system. It's after you sign Vic Vangio. So there's no excuse. What does it mean when someone like Andrew Van Ginkle can beat him out as that pass rushing specialist? Yeah, it just shows what type of guy he is, right? We're talking about chameleons and how the offense kind of adapted. You see the way Andrew Van Ginkle can adapt to whatever defense, wherever he's thrown. I mean, he was, again, learning to play inside linebacker a lot this offseason by many accounts. We did see glimpses of this before him playing off the edge, getting some pressures there. I've written down that he had five pressures yesterday, and I just had written down, holy poop, you know, he was versatile as all heck, right? I mean, again, can play inside linebacker, play a lot off the edge, and um, he showcased an insane spin move that kind of, uh, you know, would make any other defensive lineman blush. I mean, he looked like he had all the tools yesterday, and um, I'm intrigued to see the way they utilize these guys when Jalen Phillips comes back. Again, seeing David Long Jr., I had him as one of those stock down guys. Um, again, that egg on my face because he really played well, and, um, you know, he definitely needs to be out there, and you got to move AVG to the edge. I think that's the pair there, but hopefully Jalen Phillips is back sooner than later. Um, yeah, man, that defensive line looked good. This And this is like a good problem to have, right? Oh, no, how are we going to get all our talented players on the field? That's such a struggle. It's going to be a challenge because I think David Long Jr. was kind of that, like, oh, we just take him off the field, all of a sudden all's right. The fact he could come out and just have an excellent game just as a run stopper with eight tackles and then to have the two quarterback hits, you were starting to get a little scared, man. I was starting to get a little scared. I should say that it was another Malik Reed, right? We had this whole idea of the Dolphins aren't going to sign free agents just to cut them, right? They're not going to sign these guys to short deals and then they just don't really do much. However, man, I'm starting to think, is Emmanuel Agba this year's Mike Kosicki? That's kind of what it feels like. They just don't fit in they don't have many opportunities they got a high contract and it's just real awkward it feels yeah man i think that might even be a slight to gesicki i don't even know if agba is going to make that type of impact right i mean he's not really getting the opportunities again we saw andrew van ginkle play more there but you got to give credit to the 
other guys, Zach Steeler. I mean, he just got his new deal. He looked awesome out there. I mean, early in the game, it looked like they were going to have success running the football, and he kind of stepped up and made some plays, uh, forced the punt there. It was just all over the field. Christian Wilkins had a sack, so we're already seeing his contract go up a little bit, right? Um, and then, again, Raquan Davis, I don't know if I mentioned him, but he played probably one of his best games up there up front. So um, it was nice to see them bounce back after last week, but still some work that needs to be done. But you can see why Vic Fangio is making that money and it was nice to see him adapt again against an offense that I honestly thought looked a little bit better than I was expecting except for Devontae Parker I do feel bad for them that he's their number one right Kendrick Bourne's the number one we'll just go ahead and say that another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This whole defense, man, it, there, were, there were some errors. Eli Apple made a couple errors and like people were calling for hit. He still knocked away two passes. He had a hard hit. Like, I get it. I get that we want to get upset about every little play. We'll but get upset at him, yeah. That's kind of the overall Fozzie theme, there. that the Dolphins are in a situation, the Dolphins are talented enough, where they can have some real ugly plays, and you can circle it as real ugly, and they're still winning these games. They're still winning these drives. Yes, Apple did struggle, but also some more flowers. Man, Darth Cater, another strong performance. He might give up some receptions, but he ain't letting you go anywhere after you make that reception. And then Xavier Howard versus Mac Jones. I mean, that's like the most obvious interception that anyone could ever see coming there, I think. Yeah, man. You said X. You were talking about X. Yeah, man. I, we wanted him to step up big time. He kind of boxed out Devontae Parker, and I was joking. You wonder how many times that happened in practice, right? That whole Devontae Parker versus Xavier Howard. But it was nice to see everybody step up. You mentioned Cater Kohu, man. I mean, he's so good coming down and making those tackles and not letting guys get away. But then he's also so good in coverage. So um, I saw. think I saw they don't send us – well, at least they don't send me the snap counts and things like that, which kind of bums me out because Same. it's nice to see who all played. But I believe X played all the snaps. Cater Kohu played all the snaps. Um, and then you had Deshaun Elliott and Javon Holland both playing all the snaps there at safety. So, I mean, we're all really high on Brandon Jones. We want him to get back out there. But it seems like they like those two guys out there. And I finally saw – you know, you saw Deshaun Elliott make some plays and become a difference maker in this one. So, um, again, it was just nice when you wanted to see the defense step up. It sucks that, you know, at times, again, we felt queasy, you know, when it was a 17-10 game. There were some other times when Jason Sanders was coming out there. I don't know if we – we could talk about that at the end. But, man, the defense overall, I've written down here, I, I just want to put Holland as a GOAT and Deshaun Elliott, I'm a stand now after this one. And uh, just to wrap it up, Pro Football Focus had Nick – uh, Bradley Chubb with a 90.8 grade. He was the number one rated uh, Dolphins player this week. So we're going to act like PFF grades matter this week. AVG 90.4, Wilkins 81.3, Caterco 80.4, and David Long 79.3. Uh, so when you want the defense to step up, baby, they did it. And um, interesting to see what happens this week against Russell Wilson. Let's ride, baby. Do you think this rushing defense is more towards that uh, um, week one Chargers 250 rushing yards? Obviously, the Patriots rush for 88 yards, 3.5 yards per carry. Two completely different teams, Josh, but where is the truth when you're talking about this defense? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm such a pessimist, so I don't want to sit here and get a, you know, put the horse before the kick. 
Car- the carriage before the horse, I guess, would be the, the saying. But um, I think it's closer to what we saw this week. I mean, again, their offensive line was a little bit banged up, but I think they're starting to see something there. We're having David Long out there more, maybe having AVG coming off the edge. I mean, they were getting pressure even when they weren't blitzing. So um, we'll see week three, right? I mean, it's so cliche. We already played two games. Why not see week three? And that'll define everything. But we know how this works. It doesn't. Teams continue to adapt. So um, I think it's kind of in the middle. That, that's where I'll go. I'll be, I'll be that guy. It's in the middle, but closer to what we saw last night, which, again, at times made you feel a little bit queasy, but they wrapped things up when they needed to. Always use protection. <laughs> it's a victory Tuesday. We can, we can have a little fun here. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, man. Like I, I tried to go throughout the entire week, not necessarily dismissing 250 rushing yards allowed, but I, I think it was kind of obvious that the Dolphins would prefer to let the Chargers run the football, let that clock just run out and, and just kind of see where the cards go from there. Uh, against someone like a group like Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott, I think the Dolphins match up really well against those physical backs who are going to try to pound the rock up the middle. Um, I mean, Christian Wilkins, great game. I think Raekwon Davis is actually making a little bit of a statement and how he played as well. Um, Josh, I think when we look at this team, I think what we're seeing develop is a bunch of guys who play for each other. And that sounds corny and cliche, but I just kind of mean the idea of someone makes a mistake. There's always going to be someone right there to answer the bell. I mean, I go back to Mike McDaniel after the week one win talking about, Hey, we needed only one defensive stop this week down the road. We're going to win a game seven to three and and everyone understanding that's just kind of how football works. What's been the biggest surprise. I mean, this is bananas, man. This is complete bananas and pajamas when Two road games, two wins against the AFC East, one completely different ways. Yeah, man, is it cliche to say the cultural, the culture in Miami's bet? You know, completely different with two, uh, with uh, Mike McDaniel at the head coach. I mean, it just seems like everyone's buying and everyone's playing for each other. You ask me what the biggest surprise is, I have to say it's the offensive line, right? I mean, with Teron Armstead out, I mean, I made jokes and couldn't even imagine Kendall Lamb stepping up there and playing well enough that, again, you could maybe want to slide him in at right tackle when Armstead comes back because of, you know, what's going on there with Austin Jackson, who has looked better. But it has to be the offensive line, especially after everyone was like, oh, Butch Berry, man, what a terrible signing. I mean, they look much different than we've seen in many, many years. 